0: Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Breakstarter Podcast. So, we have a little update. So, Kyrie Irving is going to be able to play home games now. Ooh. They just, Shams just tweeted, Kyrie Irving is eligible to make his home debut at Barclays Center on Sunday versus the Charlotte Hornets. Um New York City Mayor Eric Adams will level the playing field for in-town athletes and performers to match the rule that allows unvaccinated individuals to perform in New York City.
1: So he's a performer.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um, So pretty cool. They're changing the private sector uh, vaccine mandate to allow exemption for athletes and entertainers in workplace unvaccinated Yankees and Mets players also now eligible for home games. Is NBA considered
1: private sector or public?
0: Um, well, I'm assuming it's private since that's what they're saying. Hmm. I mean, I guess since it's like private investors,
1: um, for but now, yeah, until we get in there. So yeah,
0: uh, Sean Philson, Zach Taylor on the microphone, talking to y'all. Zach, how we doing?
1: I'm great. It's a Wednesday. Um, Oh, get this. So we're going to eat a easier tonight. Um, and uh, me and Ryan were talking earlier, and Ryan was like, I'm going to starve myself until we go eat. And I was like, "I was like, okay, yeah, me too. I just have coffee for lunch. And uh, we have like a little like lunch and learn meeting, every, or I guess like every other Wednesday kind of. And um, so we get like food catered, and we kind of like learn about something or work on something like in-house to like clean things up. And uh, we go into this meeting, and so in my head I'm like, okay, I'm not eating. I'm not eating. I'm not eating. They show up with Publix chicken tenders. And I was like, oh, well, now dang. I got to eat. God dang. So I got that. That was a obviously a great start to my Wednesday. And then we had a two-hour meeting. So oh. yeah, I was a little asleep in the second half of it, but I sat in the back. So no complaints for me today. How are you? I'm good.
0: Uh, all I've eaten today is I got uh, croissant rolls. Yeah. And I so I got two batches whatever the Mm. little roll thing is two sticks yeah and so i kept you know how you can like separate them into triangles and stuff that's what you're supposed to do Mm. um i didn't separate them so they're like it's like two and one Mm. and i put cinnamon all over it and then tote or cook that made it whatever and i put powdered sugar and milk together Mm. made them into like cinnamon croissant rolls so they're like flaky Mm, like a
1: crepe almost yeah Mm.
0: So really good. Mm. Um, they're actually on the counter if you want any. Yeah. If anyone
1: um, wants a little chef up recipe, there you go. Yeah.
0: I mean, super simple. If you have powdered sugar, I'm sure everybody has milk, cinnamon and croissant rolls are like 70 cents per. Mm-hmm. Or I think you can buy like a four pack for like a dollar fifty. Something mm. stupid. Um, so yeah, that was that's all I've eaten today. I have my little energy drink. You're ready. Um, my dad just got me an Xbox Series X because I'm graduating from college this semester. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Finally got that after it being out for being sold out after yeah. it's been out for three years, basically. Um, so pretty cool, pretty fun. Um, my game isn't jumpy anymore like it used to be. So. I didn't lag at all last night. It was great. I hmm. loved it.
1: I'm jealous. Yeah, I got I to gotta figure out how to get one because now I'm kind of limited on where I can get one from, So, I'm, but I, I'm ready and I have the buy button ready. Zach, so.
0: Zach is an investor ready to put his money. In.
1: Yes, I am an investor in my uh, playtime. <laughs> but today we are going to talk about a little update of the tournament. We're mostly going to focus on the prospects. Um, the big names that are going to be in the draft coming up in, what is it, Uh, three months? So right. the April.
0: NBA season ends in less than a month. Mm-hmm. Then a month after that, May 15th, I'm pretty sure is the date, is when the draft lottery will happen. And mm-hmm. we see what teams land where. Hopefully, OKC gets one or two. Um, And then the NBA draft is going to be, I'm pretty sure, June twenty. First,
1: okay, or twenty
0: third. Twenty third sounds right.
1: Hmm.
0: yeah. So June twenty okay. third. You got three months from today.
1: Okay, perfect. That was close enough. Um, so yeah, we're gonna mainly. My, Jesus, we're gonna mainly focus on the prospects that did play in this tournament. Um, Mention a few guys uh, like Jaden Hardy, Hardy, maybe a little bit of Dyson Daniels, um, and uh, just kind of throw some names around. Talk about how we felt. See if their tournament had like made their stock rise or fall. But. In the end, we are going to give awards either next episode or the one after that. We're going to basically have an awards ceremony uh, for some of the guys that played in the NCAA tournament. Um, some of the awards uh, are MVP. We have the basically a dud award. Uh, what else do we have? We have best performance, like singular by player. We have best game, which we're going to try and not be just the championship. Um, kind of like pick a game that is a little like under the radar, but was like a very good game. Um, and a few others. So make sure you tune in that. But today, um, and I do have a hot take in this episode, Uh-oh. which I'm going to throw in Uh-oh. at some point, um, which I think is actually going to catch on off guard. Uh, so let's jump in. We're going to start off with the guys who their team has already been eliminated. Uh, including. So we'll just go down that list. And then we're going to jump into the t- guys that still have their team in the tournament um, and go from there. So let's start with number one. Or I guess Sean's number one in the in his uh, draft setup. We're gonna start with Jabari Smith. Uh, Auburn gets removed. How are you feeling about his play? Uh, you got to see him what? Two games. Um, one game was an explosion. The other game was
0: the opposite. The, set,
1: the second game he played. Um, so yeah, give us a little breakdown of how you're feeling about him. See if it anything changed for you about him.
0: Uh, so yeah, the first game of the tournament. Obviously, they didn't play that great of a team. Uh, Jacksonville State. Uh, so he dropped 20 points, had 14 rebounds, four assists, uh, no blocks or steals, which is pretty disappointing. Um, I want to see him more engaged on the defensive side, but you're playing
1: definitely has uh, the body
0: for it. 14 seed, so it's not like dire for you to do that or 15 seed. Mm-hmm. I think they are two seed. Um, so yeah, um, played really good that game. 20 points, 14 rebounds. I like seeing him attacking the boards and getting. Mm-hmm both defensive and offensive rebounds. And then in that second game, his offense wasn't great, but Mm -hmm. he had 15 rebounds, very Mm -hmm. impressive, uh, four assists and three blocks. So, you know, it's hard when a team can just game plan around you and your teammates can't pick up the slack. And that's something that you saw from Jabari Smith. I mean, yes, he had a pretty difficult scoring night, which Mm -hmm. that's what... NBA teams are looking at and like, hey, this is what he's bringing to the NBA. He can shoot over practically anybody, mm-hmm. probably everybody except for Chet, honestly. Um, so he's definitely willing to shoot over Chet. Oh though. yeah, he <laughs> he definitely will. He, but he
1: might not. He might not get it past him, but he's definitely willing to shoot that over him.
0: And um, some stats that we saw and we've I we've definitely talked about it on either the pod or just Zach and I individually is how he has. Or earlier in the season, he had 96 field goals made mm. and ninety-three dribbles. Mm-hmm. So like very Clay Thompson esque, which do I do I see him getting that Clay Thompson role where you know, you don't have to handle the ball. We're just gonna make you into like crazy spot up shooter, mm-hmm. and then you go down on defense and guard whoever mm-hmm. we want you to. Great. And that brings a question to me where it's like, is that who you draft number one overall? Right. Like, do you draft a uh, bigger Clay Thompson number mm-hmm.
1: one? Yeah. I had a, uh, just to chime in, I actually wrote down a question when I was watching that game. Um, and I also had it come up when I was watching Gonzaga's second game, which we'll kind of touch on later on. Is, uh, tell me how you feel about this. Does number one, a number one overall draft pick, need to be a quote unquote primary guy? And I think we've had this like come up before, and it's definitely affected reasons why people got drafted in different positions a lot is like, And that doesn't have to be a number one heliocentric offense. Like again, I think I've gotten stuck on that before. Where like it has to be a guard. Okay, you can't run an offense around a big. Blah 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 blah. I don't want to go into it. Okay, I'm trying to like correct my reasoning before on that. Okay, now we've seen with Mobley, we both agree that he can probably be the center of a of a defense. In my opinion, that still considers to be a primary guy. Um, Do you think Jabari can actually be a primary guy on offense or defense? Um. Because I think Uh, that's where I'm getting stuck with it. Honestly, a a lot of
0: where I think these guys are going to end up going in the draft comes down to who gets what pick. Like, obviously, if you're a top four pick and you're like Houston, Detroit, Orlando, OKC, you're not drafting for fit Mm -hmm. at all. But do you look at it? Say you have the number one pick and you look at it and you're like, OK, Chet can anchor a defense. Jabari might be like that secondary defender. So you look down your roster and you look at the future drafts and what might become available. Can we get that number one defensive guy? Can we get that ball handler if we don't have him already? So it does come down to, do we think we can build around this even if he's not number one or is he going to be too much of a like lie, not liability, but like, if I'm drafting him number one, is he going to be able to perform up to the standards that I want him to as a number one?
1: Agreed. So. I, think, uh, I think we touched on it before. Chet and Jabari, in my opinion, are going to have the best outcome in their like trajectory of their career if they already have a number one on their team. And I think that that doesn't get said enough. I don't know if either of them can genuinely be a number one as far as like offensively. I think Chet could be a number one on defense. I think he could definitely be a, a strong anchor. And that's why, as of, like, right now, he is my number one. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Th- this game that we saw from Jabari, and I don't want to, like, stick on his one game and, like, you know, tear him down from that. But, like, it does worry me a little bit. I I do worry that – I think we've discussed it before – that. I think the biggest step that Jabari takes, his like X factor attribute that he has to add on to is dribbling. And my level is like, I don't know, I don't know what level in my mind that it has to be. Okay. I don't know if it has to be like someone like Paul Pierce, where it's like, okay, you can beat a few one on ones and then, but the rest is just like, okay, I'm a great shooter. I can like handle a little bit. Or like, actually, or does he really need to be like Paul George off the dribble? Like, does he actually have to like be breaking you down to where like, that is like where he actually hits his like peak outcome.
0: Yeah, I not that I want to compare him to Paul Pierce, but I think if he gets on that team, like on a team, I'm just going to say the Oklahoma City Thunder just because like they're the easiest for me to evaluate. Um <coughs> Sorry, I got
1: stuck. I'm dying. Jamari, co- choking you up, boy. <sighs> All
0: right. So, Paul Pierce and his team had their best years when they had Rondo running the offense. I mean, you have to have those like stars in there, but Mm -hmm. if you have that guy that can get you open with just a pass Mm -hmm. and you know how to get open off ball, you have Josh Giddey, Shay. I mean, you have multiple players on that team that are guys that can get you open with a pass. Mm -hmm. And that's probably going to be the best thing for his career. Like, do the magic have that? Like, is Jalen Suggs going to be able to be that? Cole Anthony, I don't think he's ever going to be that type of passer. Is Cade going to be that kind of guy? In Houston, they don't have a guy like that at all. Like, there's nobody that'll grow into that. There's, no, like, I don't see it. But with Jabari, is he going to... See, if you're, if you're drafting him and he never learns how to, like, get open off the dribble...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think is a bad pick, especially if you Mm -hmm. draft him one or two, Mm -hmm. because I, I think Paolo can come in and win rookie of the year. Yeah. Like, I think he is, I think he's been an NBA ready athlete, knows how to score, knows how to do everything. Mm -hmm. Like you look at Julio Luka he had great numbers his rookie year, Mm -hmm. but once teams learn how to guard you, you're Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that's going to be how Paolo ends up, but, I mean, you're coming into the league and being like that kind of guy. Um, but back to Jabari Smith, it's just I don't know how great he can be if he can't create his own shot.
1: Right. And and one thing that I, I did here in a podcast that kind of like really, really made me think about it was if Jabari Smith can't shoot, okay? Or I'm no, sorry, not, not shoot. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If he can't dribble, okay? And when I say dribble, I don't mean like, oh, okay, yeah, he caught a rebound, he dribbled two steps, and then, kick the ball up on a fast break i'm not talking like you know just pushing the break a little bit i'm not talking like a wide open lane where he's dribbling okay obviously he can do that he wouldn't be a a, an nba level player if he couldn't do that um but if he can't like dribble dribble what is the difference between him and someone like i mean obviously he could be a better scorer than him but what's the difference between him and steve novak okay a guy a bigger guy willing to shoot over people great three-point shooter um I mean, my opinion, some off off the court, great great guy. Like, I mean, we we've seen some great things from Jabbar, but like, what is the like main difference between them if he can't have that creation level?
0: Um, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that I'm thinking Channing Fry, Marvin Williams, yeah. like those type of guys. Where I mean, honestly, I'm thinking about Brook Lopez as of mm. like the past couple of years when he's been with the Bucks. Like, he's not creating his own shot, mm. but when he gets. That the ball and he's ready to shoot. He can do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He can play defense, but I'm not drafting Brook Lopez one or yeah. two overall. That's the that's the one thing that it comes down to. If NBA evaluators, which I think all these teams that are low, I mean, I don't think they have great evaluators. If mm. that, like especially Rockets. I mean, there there hasn't been a team that has finished with the ro- worst record in the league back to back years since the 90s
1: Hmm.
0: worst record not number one pick the last time it was done was vancouver Hmm. um yeah the Cavs got back-to-back number one Hmm. picks but they weren't um the worst team Hmm. but yeah so i mean i don't know if their talent evaluators are that great to where they're going to be like yeah okay so i i love jabari now but is he going to be able to add in this stuff that is going to make him into Yeah, he's going to be an all-star level Mm -hmm. player for seven straight years. And that's just my questions on him. He Mm -hmm. needs to be able to create his own shot. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, like, it's great. You're 6'10". You can shoot over practically anybody. Mm -hmm. But I don't want you to have to shoot over everybody.
1: Mm -hmm. So. Agreed. Uh, Let's go to the next one. We got Keegan Murray. Um, Iowa. Actually, I honestly, just getting upset, ruining my bracket. How I'm going to the final four? Made that first change. first game of the tournament. Yeah, and what sucks is I, I almost had them. I I almost had them losing like pretty early, like maybe like second round, I believe. Um, and I changed it last minute, absolutely, like within the last five minutes before the tournament started, and to take them to the final four. So that was a heartbreaker. Um, but yes, yeah, so we had uh, Keegan Murray. Against Richmond, puts up 21 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 turnovers, not bad. Uh, Shoots 8 for 15, 0 for 3 from 3. How are you feeling?
0: I still think he's a great player. I don't think that game was on him at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Defensively, I think, yes, he can get better. Yes, like he could be a way better defensive player, but do you need that from him? The one question I have on him is, is he this good because he's older? Mm -hmm. Like, are these guys going to be able to get up to his level or the thing, the one thing that is driving me towards him, like I like this kid Mm -hmm. is if he wasn't this good, he wouldn't be doing the, he wouldn't be getting these stats. He wouldn't be averaging 20, 10, four assists with a block and a half Mm -hmm. and a steal and a half. Like he wouldn't be doing that. And he's playing against good competition. Does he like go down sometimes? Yeah. But like, is it only because he's older? It might be. But even so, I mean, Chris Duarte, he's 27. No, mm. Not seriously, mm. but I mean, he got drafted a lottery pick and he's 24 years old. If he's doing, if Keegan Murray is getting these stats, he's this good.
1: Yeah. Like, That's don't the, overthink it. Yeah. I, and I, I think, um, That's something that I feel like I would say I'm like decently good on that. Like, I kind of want to, I don't really care about age to some extent. Obviously, being like a Bucks fan, we're like age doesn't really matter to me. We're trying to win right now. Um, The thing that I I feel like a lot of people, like you're saying, get hung up on is like, oh, well, he's a year older. And it's like the thing you have to ask yourself is, okay, if you put, um, give me someone who's in that same tier as like Keegan Murray, a big, Um, if you put Kendall Brown and you put Keegan Murray right next to each other, okay? You put them in the exact same program, everything, right? And you said, all right, Kendall Brown, in two years, are you going to be better than of Murray is right now? I don't think
0: he is. I don't
1: think he is either. And then you go, okay, so that's that's a one-up for Keegan Murray. And then you go, okay. And then you give him another two more years, okay? Keegan Murray is now, at that point, 23 years old. Uh, Kendall Brown is now, eh, I'm sorry, sorry. Keegan Murray, two years after that, would be like 25-ish. Going into his prime, and Kendall Brown is 23 You know, maybe at the very beginning, if he gets like an early prime, like, I mean, obviously in my opinion, like Keegan Murray should be better than him, right? He's going into his prime. He's like, he's already a full body right now. Could be even stronger. He has like a great frame to build upon. I just, I don't know if like that age thing matters to me as much when it's someone like his build. I mean, his, he's a big, in my opinion. Okay. He's going to be guarding fours and with bigs, if you're drafting a big, the only thing you're hoping for with them being younger is for them to be smarter. Okay, well, Keegan Murray's already an insanely smart player. So it's like, okay, well, what if we just go ahead and get him and he's already good? Uh, I I just don't know if it's...
0: I think it just comes down to the don't overthink it. Like, he is a good player. So, like, maybe... If you're Houston or OKC, you probably don't want him with that pick. But if you're Sacramento... 100%, I'm down for Keegan Murray because Mm -hmm. you're trying to be good now. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, you're not going to ever be a great team with Sabonis Fox and the supporting cast, but he can fit into that lineup right this second. Portland, I think they like that's a good team for him to go to Mm -hmm. because they still have Lillard. They still have Nurkic, technically. He probably is going to leave after the season, but still, like, you have all these guys that are just going to like, these or you have all these teams that he would just complement the team extremely well. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it.
1: Something with him, and I don't want to stand him super long. Is I think, and it's going to come out of the ping pong balls. So I, obviously we can't control this, but I would absolutely love to see him on this Memphis team, surrounded by like like I almost think that even though he's not really like that much older than any of these guys, he's basically like on their same prime timeline, and like. To me, like, every, like, interview that I've seen with him, like, he just exudes, like, leadership mentality. But doesn't need to be a star in that situation. And, like, if you have a, if you put him on the situation with Darren Jackson, with Desmond Bain, with John Morant, where, like, all these guys can get their own, for the most part. I mean, Desmond Bain is a catch-and-shoot guy. But, and you add a guy who can create, can handle, basically is just an all-around player. Like, this is, like, a perfect, like, puzzle piece. It's like, oh, yeah, duh. Why did everyone just miss... Getting Keegan Murray when I think
0: goes, I think it's the same thing as Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, it's like does he fit? Not really. So yeah, I mean you guys are top ten pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like you aren't good. Yeah. take him.
1: Agreed. Uh, so let's go to the next one. Let's do. You want to do Johnny Davis? or You want to do Ty Ty?
0: Um, dude, Johnny Davis. I I don't even want to talk about Tai.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, Johnny Davis. Let me find his stats really quick. Uh, Johnny Davis, most recent game. Against Iowa State, 17 points, nine rebounds, one assist, two steals, four blocks, four turnovers. Um, I have been honestly incredibly amazed with his rebounding. Okay, all season it's kind of been just something in there. That he's just been kind of filling in where I'm like, oh sweet yeah, he's a good rebounding for guard. He rebounding for guard, great. Like he's had multiple games where he's said like 15, 14, 11, another 15 game, a 12 game, not like tons of nines, tons of eights. Um, I mean, he
0: averaged 8.2 for the season. Yeah.
1: And, and in my head, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I love the rebounding aspect. I love a guard who's willing to, like, you know, hustle down there. It just adds something to where, like, okay, cool. My guard is going to, like, you know, it, it's just extra. It, it adds. It, it fills out, a, like, little missing gaps where, like, your guard is just trying to, like, leak out for a fast break. Um, And I was worried, like, okay, maybe whenever we get into the tournament, his rebound is going to go down a little bit. Maybe he, you know, starts to leak out a little more. Hell no. Like, it, he looked insane. I mean, it, do you want to mention like how you, you what you saw with his eight points in that first game against Colgate, and then what was it? He, he what that was it eight at half, or it was
0: he had, he had the eight third? with like a let twelve or eleven minutes left in the second half, and then just mm-hmm. by the time I didn't watch the that mm-hmm. game just because I was like, hey, they're probably gonna win, mm-hmm. Um but he ended up having twenty five at the end of the game, so. 11, 12 minute span, he scored 17 points, which I mean, more than double what he already had throughout the game. Uh, really good rebounder for a guard, as you were saying. And usually I like that in a guard, like, cause if the guard gets a rebound, he has the vision to start the offense. That's why I always loved Westbrook getting it. That's why I like Josh Giddey getting the rebounds. Those, your guards getting the rebound and being able to make that quick decision is so much better than having a big get the rebound. Okay, where's my guard? Okay, Mm -hmm. get it to him. Now he has to make a decision. It's just, you want to be able to play faster, but with him, I don't think his decision-making, like passing-wise, his passing instincts, they're just not high enough for me right now where it's like, okay, the rebounding is really good to me. Like, yeah, it's cool that he's a good rebounder, but what's that going to do? Is it is him getting a rebound... And just bringing the ball up—is that just like a big getting it and giving it to the guard? Because his decision making isn't to the tier that I like it to right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a little hungry on him because I'm very. Uh, I'm, I'll be out there. Like I'm. I'm a fan of John Davis. I, I like his play style. Um, I think he's a little. Uh, I don't want to say it. I think he's a little like indecisive with some of his shooting. Uh sometimes like he will like he's going he's taking a screen and going for like a free throw line pull up, but then like as he's taking the screen, I can't tell if he's like reading it too slow to see the guy like coming out fast enough or or what it is and like he'll kind of like pump fake and then pass or like I, I don't know, there's like almost like a little hitch in his like motion and yet other times he's just in full takeover mode and you'll see him put up 17 points in 10 minutes and you're like, okay, yeah, like there was just no one that could guard him right there. Um, Almost in like, I I took a note during one of their uh, matchups and I said that he feels like, um, sorry, I'm trying to find it. Uh, Sorry. Oh my gosh, where is this thing at? Okay, I said that like something about him feels like okay his body is kendall gill i think that's 100 accurate kendall gill big guard i think he like honestly can put on a ton of muscle with his body frame um but something about like he he also gives me like booker vibes i don't know what it is
0: those are very different players i know right i there.
1: know and, and that's why i'm like so confused with him because like just something that some things that he does i'm like that's just pure instinct like there are some instances where like he's like like absolutely just like Hezzy dribble and drives and then takes a pull up mid and you're like, ooh, like, th- like there was a moment in that dribble where you were like, I'm taking this. There's nothing that you can do about it, and like something about that just is like, ooh, I just want to like watch you more, but like I don't know like how well that converts against. In my opinion, like the f- the first defender that I can think of that I feel like gives him trouble is like Davion Mitchell. It's like okay, what like how do how does he handle Davion Mitchell and how does Davion Mitchell handle him? Can Johnny Davis still get his own in that situation? If yes then, okay, cool. You're definitely like a a star. Maybe not like a superstar in the league, but you are definitely like hold your own. You're definitely a guard for the future for a team. But it's like if he gives you trouble, then it's like, I mean, can you pass your way out of that kind of situation? Can you still get 15 and like pass through seven assists, six assists? I don't know.
0: Is he like an earlier career CJ McCollum?
1: maybe i i actually don't like that
0: mccollum wasn't that much of a passer earlier in his career mm-hmm. but he could go and score a lot mm-hmm. i mean he's undersized cj McCollum six three i'm pretty sure uh, I think
1: he's six five yeah six four six five yeah
0: yeah um so what team would he fit best on uh top what top 10 team right now what do you think he would fit best on
1: hmm okay I think I told you before, I like Rockets just for the interesting aspect of it, being that like Jalen Green and Johnny Davis are complete opposites. I like – I just something about that I kind of like. I don't like the Pistons fit. I don't even really like anyone on the Magic. Um,
0: I'm thinking more so like lower, like okay, Trailblazers, lower. Hmm. Spurs, Pelicans. Actually, Pelicans only keep their pick if it's top four. But they also – I'm pretty sure top ten – get the lakers pick
1: i kind of think i don't know i think he i kind of would like to see him with Dejounte murray on the spurs yeah i think that would be a good fit i don't know how good their like big setup would be with those two i don't know if they can have enough like action to where um either of them can really be like ball dominant and run their offense through them like who who's your go-to guy in this situation probably Dejounte. And then it's like, okay, is Johnny Davis a good enough like, off-ball shooter and like r- motion creator to be good enough next to him? I'm not sure. So, I'm not I, probably Spurs. I, I think Portland would be okay. I don't know. I don't really love him on any of the teams from like – I'm looking at like 7 through 12 on Tankathon, which is Trailblazers, Spurs, Knicks, Trailblazers again, uh, Wizards, Grizzlies. I don't really love any of those fits.
0: Would Wizards be one? I mean Wizards Wizards might be the best team.
1: Yeah. In that Just because
0: he could be with Beal, Porzingis and all of them.
1: Hmm. All right, so let's go into what you want Taita or Jalen Duran first? Let's
0: hit tie. All right. Actually, we'll talk about tie, Oscar then Duran.
1: Okay, perfect. Yeah, we, we'll sneak uh I don't really care to talk about Ty that much. I I don't I don't see what I hope Ty comes back. I hope Ty goes another year. Um he just Obviously, it would, it would be like a bet on him just being young, really athletic, kind of lanky in my opinion. I know he's 6'3". I don't know what his wingspan is, but he kind of looks long out there. Um, I just don't know where to put him. I really don't. Like, it's, is he really like that much better than Kennedy Chandler to you? Um, If they're the same height, blah, blah, blah,
0: Some games, yes. Some games, not at all. Like, that's, that's my problem with him yeah. is he is either really good, or not good, because I mean, you look back at the five games that it shows. Uh, I'm pretty sure all those are tournament games. Yeah. So first game, fourteen points, four assists, three steals. Solid game. I mean, solid role player. Then the next game, six, four, and five with a steal. Not that's good. Awful. Twenty six yeah. minutes. That's awful. And then you go to the next game, twenty five points. Three rebounds, one assist, one steal. With de- really good Decent game.
1: efficiency, eight for 17, four for five from three.
0: And that was against a team that has a good amount of guards that can play. I mean, Scottie Pippen Jr. is a pretty good defender. And then you go to the next game against Tennessee. A lot of good defenders. They won the SEC championship. Didn't end up making any noise in the tournament. But they are a good team. 17 points, six rebounds, four assists, a steal, or er, – a block, and three steals. So pretty good game out of him. That's, Could have done a that's, lot better. That's
1: decent in my opinion, honestly. Because you got to think he's, he's going to be headhunting Kennedy Chandler in my opinion.
0: I, like, mean, I want well, him like. Well, when you look at the team, Severe Wheeler doesn't yeah. shoot. If Kellen Grady's not hitting any shots, then Ty Ty is the only shooter. Yeah. And that's something that's always been a problem at Kentucky. Um, and then you look at the uh, tournament game. He had five points, two rebounds, one assist. Um, horrible game oh, from him. Uh, no one played good in that game except for Sheboy. And that's something that's happened all season. The one thing that I do want to say about Ty Ty is that if he is the lead guard, like if say you bring him in, you try him out at as a starter. If he's not that great, I think he's fallen down draft boards enough to where he's either late lottery or out of the lottery. If he doesn't work out as starting guard, I think he could be a, dynamic player off the bench like not Tyler Hero scoring level but passing wise he is a very good passer but he never has the ball in his hands at Kentucky enough to where he can show it off the one time he did get to show it off he set the record at Kentucky for most assists in a game was 17 yeah and so that's just okay like I know you have the passing instincts Either you're you're making your shots or you're not. That's the I only problem.
1: I don't know. I don't even. the The thing that catches me is like he literally just didn't show up to any like good good matchup games. Okay, first game of season, Duke, nine points. Okay, I'm just scrolling out quickly so I miss a good game. Sorry, Notre Dame, six points. UNC, nine points. LSU, five points. Then also, he, in that then he, UNC then he goes, game,
0: he had twenty. He played twenty minutes.
1: Yeah. So the what? And yeah, they, yeah, yeah, sorry. Because we were okay. blowing them yeah, out yeah. by uh, Georgia, okay? This is the 17 assist game, 17-17. That's a great game. Uh, next game, Tennessee, or uh, another game later, okay? Tennessee, 28 points. Insanely good efficiency. 10 for 13, 2 for 4 from 3. Auburn, 4 points. Uh, Kansas, 2 points in 32 minutes. Uh, Alabama, 15. Great shooting, okay? I guess 6 for 15, decent. Um, next one down, Tennessee, only 13 minutes, 4 points. I think he got hurt that game um and then tournament play was decent and then when he goes five points against st peters i just don't get it like i don't know
0: one thing that i will say about him is if he sees somebody else is going off he's not gonna say all right but i'm the star i need the ball i get that but it's still like, and that's something that i do like in a player
1: all, all like, of those games he shot a ton though duke three for 14 i mean unc four for nine uh Notre Dame three for seven. Like he's just like shooting bad though. That's the thing. They're not even just like, like he, in in all those games, he has like, you know, three, three to six assists basically in all of them, which is great. But it's like, I just, I don't, I don't even know where to put you. I'm kind of done talking to him, talking about him.
0: I, he's, I like him for the right team. I mean, if he, like you say about every single player, if they go to the right team, they'll be good. Yeah. So it just comes down to, is his confidence level there. And I think he is way better on the ball than he is off the ball, and which I think, is something I think you have to get better like,
1: at. I think he might hurt his draft stock. Based on I was, I was hearing that Kentucky's getting like some crazy ass guard coming in next season that like most scouts really like more than Ty Ty coming in. Sky Clark decommitted, so
0: sadly we don't have him anymore. Is that who but, it was? I mean, he was ranked like top five for a long time. Okay, that might have been. But uh, he decommitted, but we still have maybe, he, maybe like, the second Ty-Tye's or third class. Back. But also, Severe could just be coming back and. He has the ball in his hands. Um But switching care. over to Sheboy, this kid Heart. deserves everything. Like I love him forever. He's probably going to be national player of the year. um Neesmith. yeah, the Smith player of the year. I just like a team should draft him. He has an NBA skill in rebounding. Like I don't care if he's six nine. Stat- statistically
1: g- rebounding does actually convert because all it is is effort
0: yeah and he has the iq to get re- i mean look at andre drummond he led the nation in rebounds and then gets drafted leads the league in rebounds multiple times i mean yes he's two inches taller has a big wingspan but she knows how to get the ball he knows where like His instincts for rebounding the ball, he knows how to get it.
1: There's no doubt he gets drafted, in my opinion. There's honestly no doubt. Because every team would love a guy that they can run small ball center with, who can run the floor and can rebound like crazy, even though he's going against bigger guys. I mean, yes, he's going to be going against way bigger guys now, but it's like, I mean, what, honestly, like, what, what, what's the problem picking someone like 45 and lower? I don't think he's going to go that low, honestly. But like, if you get him in the second round at 40, I mean, cool. You got your small ball center for the next like six years, probably.
0: Yeah. I also like him because I mean, staying on the rebounding side, teams were throwing two or three guys at him, boxing him out and everything. And he's still averaging 16 rebounds a game. Yeah. Like it's insane how easily he can rebound the ball and his scoring. Isn't bad. He scored 30 in the first game of the championship, or I mean, not championship, uh, the tournament. Mm -hmm. he, he can score easy. Like, yes, he's bigger than a lot of guys, but I mean he finds ways to score. His offensive rebounding is off the charts, so he gets an offensive board, puts it back up. He also has extended his range for, to like 15 to 18 feet, which, I mean, NBA teams are going to ask him to do that a lot more. You give him, you make him work for a summer, I think he's hitting that at a good clip. Mm. And, I mean, if you see that, Okay, take a few steps back. Take it Like you talked about Jabari uh, Parker. Mm-hmm. I mean, take a few steps back every year, and mm-hmm. now you can be hitting three-pointers. I think he can get to that level to where he can hit threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back at Carl Anthony Towns when he played at Kentucky. He wasn't shooting threes. He was a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. And when he got drafted, now he's probably the greatest shooting center of all time.
1: I don't even think he has to be a great shooter. I mean...
0: I mean I don't either. If, if you, I just think it's there. Like potentially there. How
1: tall is he? Six nine. nine. Isn't Bam six
0: nine? Uh Bam's like six nine, six ten, yeah.
1: I mean, he's not small, bro. That's what and I, don't I think get. he's
0: stronger than Bam.
1: Easy. I don't doubt that at all. Um, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't really see like if you close your eyes and you're like, this guy's seven foot. I mean, where does he go? He's above Mark Williams, and they have Mark Williams at like fifteen. Yeah. 15, 20-ish range, okay? Like, if he's 6'11", is he above someone like, I don't know, Patrick Baldwin with this rebounding? God, yes. Okay? well, I think
0: he's a top 20 pick if he's any
1: taller. Yeah, 100%. So, I don't know. That's just something to throw in there. Uh, let's touch on Jalen Duran and then close us out. Uh, I actually thought he played Chet really good. I thought. I mean, we we both circle that matchup, and I understand Jalen Duran's what? A year younger than him, technically, yeah, uh, half a year, yeah, half a year younger. Um, no, no, sorry, yeah, over a year, over a year, yeah. yeah. He, Chet's nineteen point nine, and Durin is eighteen point six.
0: Yeah, so yeah. almost a year and a half younger. Yeah, um, yeah, it's you when you're circling that matchup. He's not just going against Chet. Yeah, that's like the names that everybody wants to throw out. He's going against Drew Timmy. He's going against like all their guards going at him, like. You also look at it and something I've harped on all year. Jalen Duran does not look good in college because he does not have a point guard. If he had a point guard, then he would look amazing. He would be, he would have stayed top 10 all year. He would have been like top eight, top seven. And that's just something I'm going to, I'm going to keep my thoughts on that the same because you can't, you can't show me, oh, he has a point guard or like in this, he has a point guard. So he's, and he didn't play good. So boom. Like he's not going to get that until he gets to Summer League. So that's, a, I just, I really like Jalen Duran. I think he has like an eight in build just because he is so big. Yeah. He and could, he's one of the youngest
1: guys in the draft. I think he could easily become like, they haven't listed at 250, which honestly sounds like a ton when you say it. Um, I think he could put on, honestly, like 270 and still be fast, which is kind of crazy.
0: And he's a crazy I don't, athlete.
1: There's no way he's actually 250, bro. That look that's so heavy. Oh I gotta look it up. You can keep
0: going. Um, but yeah, Jalen Duran, he played Chet really well. I mean, he used his strength and physicality to his advantage, which some players you don't see that. Like, I mean, you look at like Anthony Davis, he's trying to get out because he doesn't want to bang down low, which it sucks. But you see Jalen Duran doing it and you're like, okay. Yeah, that's that's what we want him to do, and he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's not averaging much, but you put him on a team with a good point guard and four to six extra points off lobs, two to four more points off offensive rebounds. I mean, there's 10 extra points right there. I mean, that's that's not going to happen every game, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're averaging at least 10 points like that, and you know you're going to get more points off of just that. So, I think there's a lot of upside to Jalen Duran. I think whatever team drafts him, especially if it's, like, eight or lower, you're going to be like, okay, dang, like, this dude should not have been here.
1: Yeah, I, I will say I was pretty – I don't know. I'm not saying I'm like I, – I definitely have been against him, honestly, a little bit. Like, I, I don't I just don't see it as much as you do with him. But something that I have kind of, like, opened my eyes to is, like, Okay, I need to look at his defense alone because if he's 6'11 with a 75.25 wingspan per tankathon, okay, how big of a difference do I see between him and name your guy, Robert Williams? Probably not a lot.
0: I mean, Robert Williams, look at the contract he got. He got like five years, 90 million or something. I mean, the Celtics value him a lot. Right.
1: And I I think that's the role, in my opinion, he has to play to be effective. I don't know if the shooting's ever going to come. He is very young, so it might. I don't want to, like, rule it out. But, like, I mean, at minimum, can he play a drop, pick, and roll setup and just have a, what, 30-something, and 36-inch vertical? Probably. Can he probably just, you know, touch the top of the backboard? Probably. Okay. He can definitely play drop, pick, and roll. So – Robert
0: Williams was considered like lottery level pick and he fell. I, I can't remember if it was injury concern. I know something about his work ethic, which a lot of players fall because of that. But there was, I feel like there was something else out there where he fell because of that. They had bad tournament play. I'm pretty sure. They what? They had bad tournament play. Yeah. I mean, whatever it was, like he dropped because of something outside of like his control. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, I say that, but if it was work ethic, then that's completely in his control.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's because I want to imagine what
0: I looked at. It said that, <laughs> but okay. Um. Anyways, he was projected to go in the lottery. So if you compare him to Jalen Duran, like obviously, boom, there's lottery right there. And I think Jalen Duran I mean, he's bigger, so that—bump him up two more spots, so 12. I mean, I think he's probably the same athleticism, uh, his instincts. I mean, you put him on a team with a good point guard. Like I said, I think he is going to be extremely good.
1: Yeah, I feel like he just has to get drafted onto a Celtic setup. Uh, if he goes to a setup where it's— He can't be the main guy. That's Oh, that's no, all. not at all. Not at all. I, I don't even know if he can be— Third best guy.
0: Can he anchor a defense?
1: Probably. I don't know. I, I got to look at his de- defense alone, highlights more. I, you know, I, mean just highlights, but I think it's
0: hard to evaluate him based on his Memphis, like how he played at Memphis, because at first, Amone Bates was there, which I liked Amone Bates for a long time, but mm-hmm. he's not a guard. Yeah. Like he is not a point guard. And so, like I'm saying, just put him with a guy that can pass him the ball, and boom, he, he's better. Mm -hmm. Um, But last thing before we close this out, we decided that we're just going to do players that have been eliminated um, or teams that have been eliminated, like top 20-ish. So we're going to choose between the Baylor guys. Um, So Jeremy Suhan and uh, Kendall Kendall Brown, Brown, which, I mean, by the way I couldn't remember his name, I'm choosing Jeremy Suhan. Mm -hmm. I think he is a dog out there on the court. I think, like... If you just tell me he tries really hard, I think he's like with his height, weight, wingspan, all the above. If he just tries hard, I think he is a good player.
1: And see that, but that's why like I I, I struggle with Duran because it's like I feel like there's a lot of guys in this draft where it's like, I mean, are you just made in a lab and you're just try really hard? I mean, in that instance, like I might even take Suhan over Duran. You know what I mean? Just just for like. Purely on the court, do I see him trying harder? Maybe, but it's like, I, I, for just the Baylor guys, I definitely have to see him over Kendall Brown. I don't, I don't really see the Kendall Brown thing. And it could just be me.
0: He's a very good cutter. That's all I know. Like, that's, that's all I've heard. That is correct. Yeah. That's, that's it.
1: I I just don't know. I mean, I I guess, like, Kenner Brown's a little more, like, offensive-minded. I like his, like, shooting motion. But I also think Suhan's is just, like, good enough. Yeah. There's nothing that – neither of them have really, like, sold themselves to me. I think Suhan might, like – he has the potential to go into, like, a workout and just get a promise for, like, lottery. He really does. Like, he – I think he'll
0: end up going lottery. He might – I could see I think he could very well end up, like, 10.
1: Yeah, and and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't – I don't know if there's a big difference, in my opinion, between Duran and Suhan. Like, I think they're both just, like, made in the lab. And you're just like, okay, cool. This guy's 6'9 with this wingspan. This guy's 6'11 with this wingspan. They both try hard. Which one do you like more? And then at that point, it's just going to come down, like, all right, who interviews better and who, like, you know, sells himself to, like, the the team owners and stuff better. And at that point, it's like, okay, well, they in my opinion, they both have the same chance. I think,
0: like, just saying, if a player tries hard, they can be good. I I think that's easily something you can say because you look at the Lakers, nobody tries hard. Like, if you put the Lakers' entire roster when healthy, or not, I mean, when injured, like Anthony Davis is out, you have that, and then you put the Clippers team all side by side. I mean, no Kawhi, no PG. Why do the Clippers have such a better record than them? Like, Reggie Jackson isn't the type of point guard that Westbrook is. Like, no player on the Clippers is... LeBron I mean why do they have so many more wins because they just try every game Mm -hmm. like they never give up like they just keep attacking oh we're down 35 to the Wizards you come back and win Mm -hmm. like just just playing your heart out is enough Mm -hmm. and I think teams are starting to see that more like should uh, Kenrich Williams like the Pelicans didn't want him but they had to trade like pieces to get Steven Adams a couple years ago. Like they signed him to like a four year, only one year guaranteed contract. And the thunder were like, okay, you play hard. Like you can handle the ball Mm. a little bit. So we're just going to sign you for this. Like you're just staying here. Mm -hmm. Like if you try hard, you have a spot. Like obviously you have to have skills and other stuff, but I mean, he's six, nine, like two, 30 or something yeah yeah, he's like a bigger dude and how many six nine guys come into the draft all of them i mean a lot of them now but i mean that's what teams want yeah and like could he carve out a robert covington or yeah robert covington type career shoot if he can do that i'm taking him
1: yeah and i feel like that's only that's part of the reason why i'm lower on duran is just i feel like there's just so many guys in my opinion where like if you just close if I close my eyes and I was like, okay, cool, why don't these guys up? Don't be telling me anything about them. Just give me their height, wingspan, and a little bit personally about them, like how their like work ethic is. I feel like there's not a lot of difference. So it's gonna come down to like, okay, who has the easiest, like learnable skill? Who has skills that cannot be learned? Who has some intangibles? Who has um the willingness to just be like, okay, I don't really care to score. Like, if you, if you have some of these things where, like, those are the type of people who build out these roles, and that's honestly, like, it might opinion who you're going to be drafting at the end of the first round. It's like, okay, who is willing to just bite their ego in the ass and just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to just grind, put my nose down and grind. And I think I honestly might take, like, Sohan over Duran in that situation. Now, is Durant a, a, just a test-who baby, basically? Hell yes. If you had to just make a guy, it's probably him. But it's like, okay, well. Is Suhan or Sohan, I don't even know how to say his last name honestly correctly, so I'm gonna say both.
0: I've heard like very smart people say it one way, and then other very smart people say it another okay. way. Okay, and a lot of them are like Sohan, Sochan. I'm like, it's not Sochan. It's I know. not that. I, I I'm pretty sure. Like I've heard a lot more people say Suhan mm-hmm. than I've heard anybody say Sohan.
1: Okay, well, which is like e- either one. of them. like I, I don't know. That those two are gonna be tossed up. I think I think Suhan really could like go into some some. Uh, oh my god like draft meetings and just get a complete, just like sign off. Like, hey, we're, we have the 10th pick. We're going to take you.
0: So would you lock in right now? He's top 10. Would you lock in right now that he will get drafted top 10 in this
1: draft? Mm, I think it has, some, it has to do with like how he works out. If like the measurements, like if he comes back and he's like six, seven, you have a hundred dollars
0: you can put on. Yes. He'll be top 10 or no, he'll be 11 or lower. What do you put in your? I feel like on? I'm
1: positive money on top ten because he's only he's projected like. No, 17.
0: you get negative negative one ten on both sides. What? That's what you get. You think he's gonna be ten or higher or eleven and lower?
1: Um, ten. Uh, so I he he basically has to go above. I I I am above tie tie, so kay. that's one spot. I have him probably above Tar East, and I, I. mean, I think they're basically the same person. It's gonna come down to like, like him, Duran, and so on. Honestly, are, are a wash for me. They're all the same. Duran's a little taller than both of them. All right, uh, make a decision. We're we're trying to close this bad boy out. We gotta we gotta go eat. Oh my god. I'll say no, just for the fact that there's only like three spots. I think he can fit into. All
0: right, so eleven I'll say, and lower. Yeah. All right, Zach just locked it in. Yeah.
1: If he watch him get 11 exactly
0: yes i thought i think he's gonna end up being like 10 honestly everything comes down to where these teams end up we'll find that out in a month and a half from now but that's gonna be it for this episode of the Breakstarter podcast we love march madness it's called madness for a reason st peter's i hope to see you going to the elite eight anyways good night we love you and we're out
1: later